Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just a Man in Sports. I am Casey Wright. Thank you for joining us either, either on YouTube, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Before we get the show started, we'd like to remind you that Just a Man in Sports is brought to you by Enigmatic Entertainment, producing entertainment both in the Orlando area and the entire East Coast. For more information, go on their website at engmtc.co or any social media platform at engmtcent. Joining me on the show for episode number one. Yes, this is episode number one of Just a Man in Sports in our new era of just becoming a podcast. We're also on YouTube now, so it's kind of cool to get the video aspect of it. And for you out there to see the entire video itself, joining me is the one and only Mr. Mikey Jalen Rose. Eastman, and that's not copyrighted. How are you doing, Mikey? I'm, I'm doing fantastic, Casey. You look great today. Thank you. You always look great. You look great. You're Thank glowing. You. Thank you. You're well, glowing. it's it's the lighting in here is impeccable, wow. so I can't take all the credit for my good looks. Fair enough. Um, but uh, we were supposed to have somebody else on the show this week, but but Mikey is in the, the top 10, top 5, top 2, I think, of guests on the show. Uh, we should have the other guest coming hopefully within the next month or two. Uh, but Mikey took it out of his time to come do it today. He actually really loves being on these shows. He's excited for the coffee talk aspect of it. Um, that's going to be his forte coming up soon. But it's nice to have him on the show today because the topics really relate towards your interests altogether. We have some college football, which is not your favorite, but then we have NCAA basketball, oh, which we have a lot to talk favorite. about. And in closing the show today, we have a little perfect topic of my own that I'm actually happy to share with you because it's one of those things that like you're going to, I'm going to use an analogy and you're going to be like, that's really weird and dumb why the Mets are doing this a little personal thing. And you know, I'm going to be emotional. Yeah, about it's, that. Like it's New York. So I figure yeah. it's just a whole debacle. Yeah. It's a complete I'm whole debacle. Um, so let's get the show started, shall we? First episode, I'm really, really excited to get going. Our levels look great on the audio. We finally have that somewhat figured out now. Uh, the camera, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, it will cut out at a certain point for today and maybe the next couple of shows. But don't worry, there's a new camera coming to the Just a Man in Sports channel very, very soon. Today in sports history, it is Christmas Day. Happy, actually, we totally forgot. To say, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's December oh, yeah. 25th when the show is going to be arriving on air and on podcasts mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So Merry Christmas to all of you out there. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Everyone, mom and dad, if you're listening and or watching. Happy holidays. They'll ha- be watching. You'll happy be watching holidays. Happy, I'm going to put it on the TV on Christmas Day. Happy holidays to everybody. This ha- is going to be fantastic. Happy holidays to everyone. <laughs> so uh, today in sports history, Christmas Day, uh, you'd think that there were some pretty good Sports and history things, a lot of uh, which be coming from the NBA is the big sport that mm-hmm. usually happens on Christmas Day. The NFL sort of stirs away depending on what day Christmas is. Christmas is uh, today's Wednesday, so no NFL today, I believe. I think there's probably some college football games, but there may be NFL college tomorrow football, uh, possibly on Thursday. Some, possibly some college basketball. College basketball and for sure. The big all thing. All those tournaments, right? Yep. Yeah, and they the do all thing, those. The NBA, NBA games. NBA games. That's right. The NBA games are the huge one. Today's sports history is our first one. We have to, Mikey, we have to go travel all the way back. Let's go all the way back to 1888 is our first today in sports way history. Back Wednesday, brother. Way back. And it's not basketball. It's not football. It's baseball, actually. The first indoor baseball game ever was played at the fairgrounds in Philadelphia. Now, you can't imagine that this indoor facility was probably like the Atlanta Falcons Stadium no, or like the Miami not. Marlins ballpark. This stadium probably looked very similar to Tr- Tropicana Field um, just because of the way <laughs> Tropicana Field is. Also, the, the date on that is super interesting. So, like, 1888. Think about that. The first indoor, indoor that's crazy, baseball right? game. Like, I would have thought that that would have happened, like, a lot later in time, if I'm honest. So would I. I mean, 1888, come on now. Like, that's that's one of those things, like, there's no shot I would have known that. No, no not, not at all. all. Uh, 
Moving a little bit further in time, uh, about almost 100 years later, 1971, was the longest NFL game ever played at 82 minutes and 40 seconds as the Dolphins beat the Chiefs 27 to 24. Now, 82 minutes and 40 seconds of gameplay. That's not a continuous time. I know how baseball usually does timing. Like they'll say that game start to finish was four or five hours from, you know, in between innings and all that. This was just gameplay. Now, Mikey and I did the math uh, just a moment ago, and we found out this is not that incredible. It's a lot crazier on paper. It's a lot crazier to look on paper. That's why I I put it on here. 82 minutes and 40 seconds, Mikey, is how long in hours? It's an hour and 22 minutes. Hour and 22 minutes. And 40 seconds. And the regular NFL game today is 15 minutes a quarter, which means it's only 20 minutes over. Yeah, 60 minutes for So 20 minutes of extra gameplay. For those football players, they'd probably be saying to me, Casey, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, no. but for you know a basketball player and a baseball player it's not a lot that's not a lot so yeah. uh, we know we our games are a lot longer sometimes but and in our final sports in history let's go about 30 almost 40 something years later Phil Jackson in 2008 became the sixth coach in NBA history to win a thousand games and we see this way more in the NCAA nowadays with some coaches because they're they're long well, tenured coach longevity in the NCAA yeah. is just a lot longer than the NBA, especially uh, now in this era, because yeah. I mean, you see like good example, uh, Fizdale in the Knicks. One season, uh, what twenty games, twenty five games in. Like he's already talking smack about the Knicks, and he's gone. He's gone. And Fizdale, I respect Fizdale a lot. So he's, he is gone. <laughs> this is honestly, it's a huge feat, especially right before the 2010, the decade, and I mean, that's the that seems to be the talk of the last month because yeah, it's the, the end decade, of the decade. The decade is ending. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a big feat to win a thousand games in the NBA at a professional level. Yeah. That's huge. So let's move things on. That was today in sports history. We do that before every single show. The introduction is exactly the same. There's going to be no difference. And we knew that this show would probably take a little bit longer. The show's supposed to be about 30 minutes. But today, I'm thinking it's going to be around 35, 40 minutes, depending on all the topics we get to today. Topic number one was voted upon by you, the fans of Just a Man in Sports. We had two different topics that we were thinking about talking about. Mikey probably voted for NBA Review. But, I always will. But bowl games did win. And uh, we particularly, we're just going to talk about the college football playoff, those four games in-depthly. And then we're going to talk about uh, one New Year's Six game that interests us coming up on New Year's Day. College football playoff review. The college uh, football playoff game number one, uh, number four, Oklahoma versus number one, LSU. It's the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl at 4 p.m. I believe... Oh, there's our first mess up right there. Mikey dropped his phone. Good thing he doesn't need that for today. I don't. Um, I actually don't... I'm actually going to do this right now and check the date of this. I just had this up five seconds ago, uh, and I didn't put the date of these games. How embarrassing is that? Can we put that... Remember we used to have the errors on the show? Saturday, December 28th is the college football playoff. And it's, it's weird because, you know, you have the New Year's Six games. You have all these other things. You think... You know, it's on a particular day. I, I I don't know why it's not on New Year's Eve or something like that. On or a like, more well, that my, higher viewing day. My game is on New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah, but that's the your big, New Year's big, Six Bowl. Yeah, but the college football playoffs. playoffs. No, like, it's why are they on the twenty eighth? It's like spread out too. Yeah, so it's like, weird. You would think it'd be like on significant days, like Christmas Eve, and, and then or, and then the championship isn't until and again, very embarrassing. No, I have to like look a, these up. 
deep in uh, January. Yeah, it's it's uh, January thirteenth, so it's 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 a long ways away. It's very weird scheduling. I understand it TV wise, national wise. Most games are on ESPN, so they need to have it all out. I there. was about to say it's, uh, it's got, probably got to do with scheduling of other games yeah. and other stuff going yeah. on. So, so like, number four Oklahoma, number one LSU on on December twenty eighth at four p.m. Oklahoma twelve and one on the year. LSU's thirteen and zero. LSU's favorite thirteen and a half in this game, and that's typical when you have an SEC and a Big Twelve team together. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. Talking about some of the New Year's Six Bowls, Baylor, and I believe Georgia is a bigger line than you would think mm-hmm. after all the wins Baylor had this past year. But this game particularly, is it a Joe Burrow, Heisman winner situation where LSU is going to come in and pretty much sweep the floor with Oklahoma? Or does Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts, the former Alabama quarterback, have something to say about it? Uh, one thing that I've learned about college sports is to never just uh, assume a sweep is going to happen. Uh, get, Perfect examples. Honestly, I'm gonna throw it back to basketball. Uh, back when Florida Gulf Coast made that run, uh, that that Cinderella run, uh, I believe that was in 2014. Uh, and then last year's Duke and UCF game, everyone thought that Duke was going to absolutely wipe the floor with UCF, and that was a pretty close game up until the final buzzer. Yeah, I believe it was like a four point win because of fouls and stuff. But I've just learned that. I never expect a, a full annihilation in college sports, yeah. and that's that I think is what makes college sports so fantastic. Yeah, it, the unpredictability, and college football is one of those things where, especially when you have the heavyweight teams, and I think the number one thing here to this to look at is the fact that Oklahoma has an SEC national championship winning quarterback. Right. He's been on the stage before. He's done it before. Mm-hmm. He's filled and he's come back. He's had so much adversity to deal with, Jalen Hurts has, and right. hopefully he can get to the NFL and be a productive quarterback. On the other side of things, another guy over there is looking to be a productive quarterback in the NFL. He won the Heisman, Heisman. over Jalen Hurts, Joe mm-hmm. Burrow. And LSU has been phenomenal this year. You would have to really, really convince me. You'd probably have to hypnotize me to make me not pick LSU, LSU in this game. And it's not because they're a number one seed. It's not because Vegas is picking them 13 and a half. It's because of Joe Burrow and the Heisman offense that he has you know, particularly contrived this year. And it's fantastic. And I think with this team, they are only going to get better and better. So fun fact for you you know i never pay attention to vegas really? i swear i like to with college football just because of how special college football is i mean i look at them but i never I would like base my decision off vegas odds so who are you picking then are you going to go with jalen hurts in oklahoma if you're not going to go with vegas odds or will you go with the heisman quarterback and his deadly offense i, I think oh i think oklahoma has a chance i think oklahoma could win i'm gonna go with oklahoma to be okay I, I told you you are you a hypnotist i might be if you are you, you, you probably know. can get me to agree with you if you're not a hypnotist i can't you never know i, I might, can't do that i man. might be no that's not that, we're not getting into this if you just got hypnotized at home i'm sorry um this is not it's not my fault be careful my, by the way for those listening on podcast <laughs> mikey just uh, picked out took out his keys and tried to hypnotize me <laughs> so uh the second college football playoff game playstation fiesta bowl on december 28th at 8 p.m number three clemson and number two ohio state this one a lot more interesting clemson is only favored by two and a half not That's one a close of game. not one of the, the the clemson teams that i'll buy in for they are the the three seed in this for a reason ohio state has had some crushing wins but it's Ohio State. It's a Big Ten team. I was about to say, Ohio State's kind of had a big year this year. They've had a big year, but Clemson being in the ACC, they don't have a lot of kind. This is really challenging for me because let's look at the ACC in football, right? To me, they're not that challenging. No. Florida State was terrible this year, and that was been the only com- competition for um, cl- for Clemson for years. Uh, fair enough. James Listen, well, Florida State, I was about to say, Florida State hasn't had a good year since James, James Winston. Winston. The national championship, yeah. And so... 
this is one of those harder games to pick. And, and I think if you're a betting man or you like to pick the Vegas odds, you go with Clemson, Clemson you go with the two and mm-hmm. a half. Uh, I, I, you know, Ohio State, it's tough. I'm, it not, is. I'm not feeling that. They're, they're a two seed. Clemson, I don't feel the two seed. I like Dabo Sweeney. I think that team and the culture there is just better. Ohio State has, has played very well in the past. They've won national championships with Urban Meyer and company. Mm-hmm. But there was a game uh, this year. I forget who they played. They were down a little bit. And it's tough to remember because, you know, I remember watching it, but Urban Meyer was commenting on the games and mm. Urban Meyer was talking about some of the Ohio State flaws and they were playing a team that they should have easily, easily beaten. And it was, I know, it was I know a close exactly contest. What you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know who, who they played, played. but I know exactly uh, what game for those out there, please comment below and tell me what game they played in. Drop it but, below. Yeah, but th- so I, I just, I'm, I th- I'm going to take Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. I just trust them, even though the ACC is not as competitive as it used to be. I think Ohio State's too, uh, I guess the word sketchy is a good word for me. They're too sketchy. I, I, love I how can't close get myself line behind is. them. I just yeah, love how close the line is. For, for, and, and a national championship game, if LSU and Clemson win, say, say my picks win, mm. probably won't be a good of a line. But say Oklahoma wins. Either of those teams are going to be a good oh, yeah. matchup for Again, Oklahoma. Another close line. So, I, yeah, I like that. I so like that that'll a lot. Be, that'll be really interesting. So make sure to watch those games. December 28th, the college football playoff, and then the national championship will be December 13th. Um, and we just found that out ourselves. January 13th. Ja- January, what did I say? December. Oh, it's January 13th. Sorry. We're way past Christmas that. Day. Christmas we, we, Day. Yeah. We should be with our families. What's going on? We're right here. We're Dude, here. We're grinding. We're grinding. We're, we're, we're in the studio. This and is we're definitely grinding. December this 25th. We are recording this on studio. December 25th. <laughs> uh, so one more thing about bowl games, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, New Year's six games. There's four of them. Uh, Mikey and I are only going to pick one of each that interests us. Mikey, we'll start with you. What New Year's six bowl game are you interested in? I'm going I'm to go with the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. Baylor and Georgia. All-State Sugar Bowl. All-State Sugar Bowl, baby. Um, I love the, the – the line is Georgia by six, although Baylor had a pretty decent year this year and won some games, played really well. They played really well. Georgia, on the other hand – I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna go with the line. I'm gonna go with Georgia. You're gonna go with Georgia. I don't think it's gonna be by six, but I think it'll be a close game. SEC teams reign supreme. Big Twelve team, good offense, bad defense, typically. But Baylor had a good year this year, and again, I, I was a big fan of Georgia yeah, last year too. Yeah, to be and, with and, you. and it's just one of those things where you can always pick the SEC team and be and, safe. Yep, yep. And they may not win. You know, we saw UCF, you know, the couple of times that they've, oh, they've yeah. won their bowl games. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have predicted any of that. No. Especially when they the beat Auburn. Auburn. I was um, about to say. That was a big one. Last year versus LSU, kind of kind of sad. But it shows this year how good they are, so it's fine. Fair the fact. national day could be in the national championship. <laughs> yep. New Year's six bowl game, yeah. I, I, I think I would go with Georgia, too. Baylor, again, credit to them. Fantastic good, year. year. They had some great upsets. They were phenomenal. So I'm a big, big, big 12 Baylor fan from this year. But it's hard to go against Georgia. Jake Fromm, you know, could be a potential draft pick. And, you and know, like you said, you can pick an SEC team. SEC team easily, be yeah. Safe. It's a safe move. And listen, we're trying to be as accurate as possible here. This is not coffee talk where we can mess around. This is one of those things where we got to be, you know, to the point and honest of how we feel about things. Yeah. My New Year's Six game, my favorite New Year's Six game. You wake up early in the morning, you put on TV, and you see the Rose Parade for the Rose Bowl in, in, in Pasadena, California. That's my favorite. Bowl I game love, to watch. I love the Rose That's my bowl. favorite thing to watch. It's so, the prettiest bowl. It's the game. prettiest bowl game for sure. I mean, Cal Pasadena is absolutely stunning. Never been there, but I just you know seen pictures. <laughs> number six, Oregon, and number eight, Wisconsin, and number eight, another game, Mikey, where the higher seed, just like Ohio State and Clemson, the higher seed is favorited. Wisconsin favorited 
by three and a half over oh, Oregon. That yeah. is the closest line of any New Year's Six bowl game, by, uh, by the way. Mm-hmm. The other bowl games, I believe, what is it, Auburn and Minnesota? Um, yeah, yes. Auburn and Minnesota. And then, and then what's the other one? Um, I just we looked just at talk, it. We just, I just, just looked at it. it. Um, oh, God. This is going to hurt me. This is going to hurt me. We're gonna, it, I, have, I have it all pulled up, actually, at the moment. Right here, right here. Mich- uh, Minnesota, Auburn. Michigan, so Alabama. Michigan, Alabama, which I think is going to be an absolute sniper fest for Alabama. And I don't think Michigan has a chance. And if they win, cheers. Pop to them, but, honestly. Happy New Year. But, yeah, I, cheers to them. But <laughs> I, I don't think that that's going to happen. This is hard because, again, another Pac-12. This is the first Pac-12 team we're actually talking about. Um, versus another Big Ten Wisconsin team. Wisconsin was fantastic this year. That's why they're favored over a higher-ranked opponent. Mm-hmm. Oregon had a good year in the Pac-12. This is a close one, Mikey, but I'm going to stick with my guts, stick with my guns in the Big Ten, and I'm going to go with Wisconsin and the Badgers. I knew it. I knew it. I called that one. Are you going to go with Oregon and the Duckies? I don't really have an opinion about you this game. You don't have an opinion about this game? To, to be honest with you, I don't have an opinion Oregon's about this got game. some cool uniforms. They you have pick them based upon their uniforms. Based upon their uniforms. Based That's upon their uniform. I Honestly, but I know I just... Based upon their uniforms. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion about that one. I'm, so I'm indifferent. Whoever wins, honestly, Happy New Year, like I said. Uh, well, also, you know, talking about... Uh, this is actually a good year for Florida State teams. We're obviously out of Orlando, Florida here, where we do our podcasts and things like that. So uh, let's just be a, a huge shout-out to UCF, who participated the other day in the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl Love in Tampa that. versus in Tampa. Marshall. Um, we can't say for sure if they won, but we're going to say congrats if and they did. If not, better luck next year. We can't say for sure uh, because of some timing constraints. We're in the Matrix. but We are currently in the Matrix. We are talking. We, <laughs> okay, so this is actually the crazy thing. We're here on Christmas, but in reality, it's the 23rd. So he just gave it away. So now we're not in the Matrix. We are in the Matrix. Merry Christmas. But <laughs> but um, no. So and, and Florida State and uh, the Gators as well. All teams are have made a bowl game this year. Um, poor U- USF. USF <laughs> fired Charlie Strong and hired Willie Taggart again. So uh, and FAU. Oh no, FAU hired Willie Taggart. That's a lie. Sorry about that. Uh, FAU hired Willie Taggart because FAU lost. Who did USF uh, hire? I don't know. Somebody else. Somebody irrelevant. But anyway, yeah, sorry, FAU and USF that you're getting discredited. Uh, shout out Stetson, though. They played this year. Also, shout huge shout out to University of West Florida for winning the UWF. D2 National Champions. Championship. Champion. That was weird. I like I that. Championship. D2 team. That's probably why I said it wrong. Anyway, let's move things along because we are way behind as, as per typical adjustment in sports. Uh, our topic number two. James Wiseman, the highly coveted prospect who went to Memphis and just has had conf- controversy after controversy after controversy, mainly because of Penny Hardaway, has decided to leave Memphis to prepare for the NBA draft. Now, that is not the crazy part of this. Everybody knows James no. Wiseman is going to be one of the greatest players coming to the NBA draft who's probably only played three games or less in, in, in an NCAA he history. He's, typically, he's basically a high school player who yeah. just did, you know, is going to the draft and skipped a year off, um, like yeah. the whole ball situation that they're or doing that, still. Uh, that the um, the other kid who went to New Zealand. Oh, yeah, the kids I, that go abroad. I don't remember yeah. his name. But yeah. 
And that happens more than, than we think. But mm-hmm. just to catch people up, Wiseman uh, missed the past seven games at Memphis due to a 12-game suspension due to an NCAA investigation that was set uh, on January 12th, I believe, this this past year. And uh, this past you know Thursday, he made this announcement. This happened. Penny Hardaway gave uh, Wiseman's mother uh, $11,500 before accepting the head coaching job at his alma mater, whether or not to you know do any finances. Maybe they needed help with the money, and he they knew that this was going to be a plan all along whatever it may be the NCAA ruled this as, a, as an issue and they suspended him for 12 games and he's only played three games as a Memphis Tiger and that will do it there that's it he's done he's going to go to the NBA after this um, Wiseman's decision took the Memphis coaching staff by surprise which are you kidding me <laughs> is that serious they were, su- they were, they were surprised. surprised like Penny Hardaway was they surprised. put him in this predicament truly just I don't know. That's, I mean, that's unbelievable. Th- th- that payment happened in 2017. So, honestly, you know, I was just about to ask him before you said this. Like, did we ever know truthfully what that payment was for? Like, no, no, it never. Because that, that um, payment happened in 2017. Did he really know that no, he was I mean, going to take this? They, they appealed. They lost the appeal. Um, well, of course, they were. Hardaway was a one million dollar donation to the school in 2008. He was a booster. Um, this Wiseman made his decision at that point, so maybe that's what it was. Wiseman was a uh, Penny Hardaway was a booster. Wiseman committed, and then that was the end of that. He, he probably definitely committed up. early. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just, so, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. Like you put, you, you know, you unfortunately put this young man, uh, this great talent, like you said, he's, he's going to be phenomenal. He's phenomenal in the he's NBA and ba- basically a, a, a high school player. Honestly, everyone in Dun to me is a high school player going straight to the league because. I mean, like Zion looked the exact same his senior year in high school versus his one year at Duke. And uh, yeah, we, granted, we haven't seen him play an NBA game yet. But I mean, so you only played three games in college. You put this young man in this predicament by 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 paying his his family money, and you know you're gonna come out and say you're shocked. I don't. I'm not buying that. No, I'm, I'm not, not buying, buying it either. I'm not buying that at all. Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr said uh, that you know in, in in an interview about this situation, he said two of the top prospects are playing professionally in Australia. I think the trend is growing and start and these players are thinking of other options. Mikey just mentioned this a second ago, and Steve Kerr's right. I mean, no, this is absolutely. this is going to become a thing until the NCAA decides. Now they they briefly decided to start to pay players a little bit based off their name and their recognition and things mm-hmm. like that, autographs and stuff like that is now technically legal in the NCAA. But as far as giving them more money to survive and to live in, in college, you know, besides um, tuition and things like that, that is not a, a realistic thing. And I don't think it's going to happen anytime no. soon just because of uh, all the issues that and, come and there, around there's, it. There's other things surrounding that whole argument. Like, you know, you can make the argument that kids are going there on a full ride, yeah. which is, is money within itself in its own way. Um, but th- this whole situation, and on top of Steve Kerr's comments, who I mean, I really respect his comments. He's not wrong. It's it's he's, gonna, a, re- he's a realist. He, I picked that quote because he is defines what I think the new generation of basketball. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Coaching wise, this is too. just gonna. This is honestly just gonna hurt college basketball as a whole in the future. I mean, 
like I said, there's oh, there's always going to be that argument whether kids should make more money. And now that the NCAA finally agreed to pay uh, their athletes in some way, shape, or form, there's always going to be that argument of, well, they should be compensated more. They should be able to live and, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like he said, you got two of the – you got number one and number two coming into this draft. They're playing overseas. Yeah. And they're playing in, in – Professional basketball, and they're coming in without any issues, without, without any hesitation. Any issues. Uh, and, 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 Lamelo Ball is on the cusp, but but because of his father. But <laughs> well, that's a whole situation. Still, yeah. I mean, you know, no issues. They're killing it right now in the NBL. Um, you know, Lamelo Ball is looking like looking like honestly number one, number one overall yeah. for this next year's draft. Um, and and then you know you got your. Yeah, your projected number three pick, which I also think is just not seeing. We're talking about this whole controversy. He's not even like projected to be number one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got this top five pick, and he only played three games in college, and now he's done, and he's gone from Memphis. Yeah, and Kerr also said uh, there's players who have taken a year off, played at IMG Academy until their draft elbow, which we know a lot about being down mm-hmm. here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the NBA is getting a lot better with player de- development through the G League. Yeah, that's what Kerr also said mm-hmm. that as well, which is interesting. Uh, we've seen that with Taco Fall recently. Yep. And uh, so there's a lot of things going out there as far as what they may do. I think the NBA um, needs to um, really open up the G League even also more. Also, Hardaway has not commented about this. Oh, of course not. So. That's, I, I think that's his guilty conscience. Yeah. So that's a little interesting. Not allowing him to speak on it. That's a little interesting to me. Which, I mean... Like I said, you put that young man in that predicament. They and did. It's their fault. 100% their fault. What, what, what are they going to argue? And the only thing that I uh, didn't really agree with from the NCAA is they uh, forced a donation, I think, from uh, Wiseman. Yeah. They forced a donation from Wiseman. Not really sure how I feel about that. I was upset about that. But Again, you're putting the man in, in a tough situation. Exactly. It's not what you could do after exactly. that. Exactly. Agreed. So moving on to our next stop before we get there. We'd like to just remind you that Just Demanded Sports is brought to you by Enigmatic Entertainment, the next generation of fashion, music, film, and entertainment media. On social media at Enigmatic Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out their website for the latest news on featured artists, events, and apparel at engmtc.co. Last topic today before we get into the rundown and the MVP coaching team of the week, which we do every every episode as well. The New York Mets and the Wilpons, the owners, have been trying to sell the franchise for quite some time now. They've had some people who have had stake in their organization, including this man, Steve Cohen, a billionaire who owns a small percentage of the New York Mets. They've negotiated a deal to increase the investment over time within five years and take the team initially away from Fred and Jeff Wilpon. Cohen is uh, reportedly to acquire 80% of the team, which is valued at $2.6 billion. 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 And he's an investor hedge fund manager. Uh, he's est- his estimated worth is $13 billion. So he's got money, Mikey. Uh, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, he's a New York native. He's actually a Long Island native out of Great Neck, who's an executive offer at Point Seventy Two Asset Management, which I actually knows some people who work for that, uh, ironically. But if you missed anything I just said, because I said it really fast... He is increasing his investment. He owns a small percentage of the New York Mets over a five-year span. So what that means is he is going to own the team solely mm-hmm. by, by the next five, five years, years, 2025, 2024, mm-hmm. whichever they categorize as their first year. I'm assuming 20, 2025. 2025. Yeah. So 
Think of it this way. This is an analogy, and I can't take all the credit for this analogy because when I when my grandfather calls me on the phone, he is very smart. He's from a generation where the Mets didn't even exist. The New York Giants was his favorite team, the baseball Giants. And mm-hmm. he's seen a lot of teams do this in the past, and he's never understood it because it's basically like this. Let's say, Mikey, you are, you have, you're leasing a home. Say you're leasing this home mm-hmm. that we're in right now. Okay, You're leasing this home, and you tell the owner at the end of 2019 that you want to buy it out in five years. Right. Basically, you're going to say, okay, now my equity going towards the rent is going to be a mortgage, but mm-hmm. I want to pay you the mortgage, not the bank, because I don't want interest and I want any of that. So mm-hmm. they've decided to, you're going to pay off the owner five years from now. Mm-hmm. Now, as the former owner, as the Wilpons who are getting this money in, if you're, let's switch roles. Let's say I'm the guy paying you the money, you're the owner. Mm-hmm. And, and, you're, and I'm paying off the house that you paid for, that you finally want to get the money for. And you've probably already gotten some back due from rent. Right, right. Are you going to put any more money into fixing up the house if you're selling it and it's going to be completely resolved in five years and you're finally getting what you paid back for it probably? No, absolutely no. not. So what's to say the Wilpons are going to put any money in the budget for the Mets over the next five, five years? years? Matter of fact... What's to say they're going to add anything or drop anything at all to the budget? Now, the Wilpons have no say of who to go after. Right. That's, the, that's Brody Van Wagenen's, the GM's mm-hmm. job. But it scares me that the Mets are a team on the cusp of becoming really good. Matter of fact, I think the Mets could win the NL East next year with so much change in the division. The Phillies may be the team to, to look at and the Mets as well. The Braves, again, they're going to be good. The Marlins, we don't really have to talk about it. And the Nationals have lost some really crucial pieces. Uh, you know, even the reigning champs, they've lost a lot of pieces. But I'm concerned for the Mets and any organization and how they're doing this because it just puts a sort of negative annotation above them and saying, well, yeah, we're going to probably, you know, this is going to be the last offseason that they're going to go for things. And then mm-hmm. over the next four years, uh, we won't really be adding any money to the budget unless the new owner, Cohen, he's got $13 billion. I, you know, I wouldn't say he wouldn't add nothing, but the, the organization itself is 26 so I don't know how much he's already paying off the team. So is he going to want to add more money to the budget while he's paying off the team? It's tough. As someone, okay, you know this, and if you've watched or listened, listen is the word I'm looking for. If you listened to the show before, I don't really talk about baseball. So as an outsider looking in, um, honestly, your analogy makes a lot of sense. Um, but if I am Steve Cohen, and yeah, I make a lot of money, um and i genuinely like want to own this team and i want to show my players that i am you know i'm invested and you know within these next five years and you know upcoming players or whatever we're gonna come to the organization yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pour a little bit more money to help this team yeah because i i it's and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back to to, to basketball i'm gonna bring it back to uh steve Ballmer. The Clippers owner now, yeah. Uh, versus I forgot his name. The um, the bad guy, yeah. The, yeah, the racist one. Um, Steve Ballmer. I mean that that is a man that I would I would play for. He he's a that man is electric. He's always excited, yeah. and he, he's a, he's excited. And you know he went out and did what he had to do to go get Paul George. He signed Kawhi Leonard and letting Kawhi Leonard basically just take care of his body. Yeah, and that's the much. whole topic. That's a whole different topic, but. To me, for me as a player, I would I need to see the uh, an, an owner who's involved and who's willing to make this team work. Like I would never want to go play for the Knicks. No offense, just yeah. because James Dolan's eh, doesn't care. I wouldn't care. either. I wouldn't he either. Doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, so as an outsider from looking in, I think I think 
Cohen. We hope. We hope. Uh, uh, hope. I hope. Uh, hope, <laughs> we hope. For Mets fans, uh, you know that he, he'll 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 make that decision to on top of paying off for this team to eventually be a sole owner, uh, just pour a little bit more money into the budget and help help that organization get better. So it's crazy. So, so just to throw some statistics out there, the Wilpons who are selling the team, the ones who are, are dropping out, they've owned the Mets since 2002. They bought up the team in 2002 for $135 million. That's not to say that was the, the total budget. They're, they that may have owned a certain stake, and $135 million mm-hmm. uh, may have been the, the, the outcome. But to, for the Mets to be worth $2.6 billion today is actually really interesting, From just from 2002. And then in 1980, uh, the Mets were bought out for $21 million, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Uh, the Mets, by the way, since the Wilpons have taken over they've been in the playoffs 2006 2015 and 2016 they lost to the kansas city royals heartbreakingly in 2015 thanks a lot lucas duda um <laughs> let's move on because uh, we I could just i could talk about this for days but it is a weird scenario if you have anything about this that you uh, want to talk to us about please check us just man sports out on facebook instagram and twitter at just man sports just look it up we're the only ones with that name and uh, please tweet at us about this, especially when the episode posts. What do you think about that? What do you think about uh, the Wilpons selling the team? What do you think about this guy who owns stake of it and trying to pay it out over five years? Do you think that they'll still have a nice budget and, and still be able to compete? Or will you think that the Mets will kind of drop until the new owner takes sole ownership? So, cue the music. Perfect. Okay. It's the rundown. Time for the rundown. You know the rundown. 30 seconds for each topic. Mikey has one. Uh, We're going to do eight of them today. The eighth one is Mikey's. I have no idea what it is. I forgot already what he told me it was. Let's begin. 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Garrett Cole has signed with the New York Yankees. Uh, Is this deal worth it or not? $324 million for nine years. Okay. I saw this on ESPN. I was at the barbershop and my jaw dropped to the floor. $324 million over nine years. That's a lot of money. I I pitched too. (laughs) Why can't I? Why? What? What is the difference Wait, between will, me and Garrett Cole? I will Cole? not lie to you. I don't know anything about Garrett Cole. I have no idea. But that the, well, we good have five for, him for securing that bag. It, it, it is it's worth it. it. Nine years, it's worth it. Yeah, I'll take that. And there's the alarm. Uh, Thirty seconds on the clock. Here we go. Carmelo Anthony is striving in the NBA as a trailblazer after he was finally picked up by a team. Does this continue? I love this. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I think he's bought into that whole role. Especially, yes, he is starting right now. But when Nurk comes back, Gasol comes back. Um, and they have another big man who's out. I can't think of his name. But anyway, for the sake of time, I'm just going to skip over it. When uh, they come back, he will take over that uh, essentially six-man role I'm just and mad. come off the bench. I'm just mad he didn't come to the Knicks. I was so frustrated about that. Like The Knicks had, had one him. job to do. They had one job. Yeah, we had to have him again. Uh, the Cleveland Browns next year. Do they bounce back uh, from this just horrid and confusing year? Or do they completely restructure? Meaning, one of the parts that Odell Beckham is probably also out the window. Yeah, no, Odell, I think, is gone. Um, Baker Mayfield had high expectations this year and just did not come close to any of those expectations i yeah. think they're they're in a rebuild next year yeah i, th- I think so too i think they got it they, they can't get rid of don't, don't get rid of everybody but, don't get rid but of everybody, the but giants it, made that mistake but mm-hmm. but definitely definitely just, just find a find a balance because they're struggling all right next one what's next for joe burrow the current quarterback for lsu in the nfl uh, he's a potential number one overall draft pick uh, do you believe in this guy Heisman winner. I yeah, I agree. I I'm, I believe in him. I believe. Yeah, m- most of the Heisman winners, especially quarterbacks, have done fairly well over the last decade. Mm. 
Lamar uh, Jackson's doing great. Uh, Cam Newton's struggling. Baker Mayfield's James, struggling. James won the Heisman, right? Yeah. yeah. James had four interceptions <laughs> <laughs> this past weekend. Um, so, uh, I miss. That's such a hard one to talk about. I, I think he will. It's it's hard. Again, just to show you how hard it is. 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. NCAA men's basketball. The best team by the end of the year will be... Tornadoes. Tar- Bias. Tar Heels? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Honestly, I don't know. Tar Heels. I don't know. It, Are you crazy? I'm nuts. I'm insane. I'm a the fan. Tar Heels? I'm a fan. Oh, my God. We don't, we don't even make it out of the first round. I don't even. I have nothing. We just, don't make it out of the first round. I don't even remember what I was going to say. I, I want to go, I guess. Hot take. I don't know. Uh, Auburn, the Auburn Tigers. Just, I'm over it. Oh, that was just terrible, Mike. Come on. Yeah. Well, Antonio, Antonio Brown was reportedly in a music video the other day. I saw that on him. Twitter. Uh, will he ever return to the NFL or any football sporting event in uh, history of sports ever? Yes, I do not think this is a Kaepernick situation where he just will it's not, not. Yeah, it's completely be, different. Uh, you know, not in terms of the situation, but just him just being like basically blacklisted from the league. I think he returns uh, next year. It's his fault. Once, once his whole, uh, his whole case it gets cleared up i think he'll be back in the league next year uh, we'll see man i don't know it's Evan brown uh i'm gonna restart this one because i just fluttered kobe bryant tim duncan kevin garnett and Chris bosh headline a incredible 2020 hall of fame inductee class is this too early for those four or is this just right no i think that's just right okay. i mean how long has kobe been retired for kobe bryant kobe bryant uh tim duncan kevin, I think good. Been, kevin garnett i feel like it's a little bit Long over here. Kevin Garnett lives on on some island in the Bahamas. I don't know where Kevin Garnett is. I I don't think it's too early. I agree. I think it's just right. I think right. it's just right. Perfect, uh, I, th- I think it's, it's it's pretty pretty cool to see them do that. All right, last one, Mikey. What do you got? Thirty seconds. All right, is Dion Waiters' career over? It was reported this morning that there is multiple teams around this was the league. Your, this was your doozy. Yeah, this was my. This is a. This is this is a pretty good topic for the Miami Heat team. Dion Waiters. <laughs> listen, no, no. Dion Waiters a couple seasons ago had a, had a, was having a great stretch of you his career. Ten seconds. Then got hurt. Is his career over or not? I, I don't think so. He's been playing well. He's been hurt, he's and been then the, he's been the Heat's guy. Overdosed on THC gummies, right, Casey. Well, that's that's also something. The MLB just made marijuana legal, <laughs> so I don't know if that's it. All right, all right, just just stop the music for the rundown and start the music for the MVP coach and team of the week. Thank you, Casey, for putting that on the edit. Um, team of the week, coach of the week, MVP of the week. We do these every week. Mikey, we'll start with you. Who is your team of the week and why? Okay, see Thunder, because this was a team coming like from the off season. Nobody expected to even be in playoff contention. Everyone ruled out Chris Paul, said that he wasn't a winner, and they are 15 and 17, not 500, but they're still they're seventh place in the West. 15 and 17, you're under 500 in your seventh place in the West. That's amazing. That's amazing. I have something even better. Denver Nuggets have won six straight games in a row. They're seven and three in their last 10, 10 excuse me, and they're second, surprisingly, in the Western Conference. In, in a stacked, still, stacked. in my opinion, Western no, Conference. Because I think stacked. it's much better now with more diversity mm-hmm. around the league. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook went to Houston, but... There's still a lot more diverse. The LA Clippers, now Denver, the Lakers, now as well. Denver, Denver. Yeah. I, I've always been a fan. Of, but even Dallas, Dallas is a sleeper team, in my opinion. Dirk's still there, I secretly. All right, coach of the week, who do you got? I got Brad Stevens for getting the crowd hyped. Taco Fall before putting Taco Fall in the <clears> game. I really respect that. I respect that a lot. I got Bill O'Brien, uh, the former Penn State head coach, uh, Houston Texans head coach. Now Houston, Houston. By the way, <clears throat> you want to talk about a sleeper in the NFL? The Texans clinched the AFC South, which some are going to argue when, in the comments. Uh, Casey. AFC South is not hard to win. It's the Jaguars, Titans, and Colts. Well, you're wrong. The Titans and Colts actually had a pretty good year. The Jaguars, they got Gardner 
Minshew. They'll be fine. Uh, but they're the three seed in in the in the entire uh, playoffs. They had a ten and five record this year. Deshaun Watson has still been playing enough to get to the playoffs. Like they remind that. me of like like a throwback. I don't even know how to say it, like a Pittsburgh Steelers team back in the day when they were really good. This was the kind of the same records they would have. So and they they won the World Series with, with Big Ben. Mm-hmm. So that huge shout out to Bill O'Brien. He's kept that team consistent. That's the most important message of all of this. They've been the, probably one of the more consistent teams, besides maybe New England, I guess you want to argue with me, uh, to go in the playoffs since Deshaun Watson was joined their team. Like MVP of the week, Mikey, who do you got? Bam Adebayo, <laughs> averaging 28, like, 0.5, I think, over the last 10 games, or, or I think it was 5 or 10 games, can't honestly remember, but that kid is something special. I, he's he's very, very good. I and like it just shows that That's just the progression of how young you could be mm-hmm. and get to the NBA. My MVP of the week, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, five touchdowns in the win versus Washington this past weekend. Uh, he also went out to a club with the entire Giants team and played flip cup with Eli Manning. If that's like not that. your MVP like of the week, like then that. I don't know who is because like that's that. fantastic to see that. One like of the most that. electric videos I have ever seen. That like about that. does it for us here for Adjust Man Sports. Mikey, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's been a pleasure. Mikey's probably going to come again on soon, uh, probably next month. But Mikey, he may never see another episode again. He may see a lot of coffee talks. Ah, because again, yes. That's, Mikey saw that, and I'm, his eyes lit up. Unfiltered, so. and I think that is just the most it's, perfect it's, place for me. It's going to be really, really funny. So uh, for Mikey Eastman and myself, Casey Wright, we're saying so long, everybody. Until next time, you've been listening to us on either YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. I'm Casey Wright, and this is Just a Man in Sports. So long, everybody. Thank you.